Why, hello, and welcome to the Talking Games Podcast. It is May 14th, 2015. I am your host this evening, day, whenever you're listening to this, to this, Steve Say, and I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hello there. And that's all. Nobody else is here. Nobody else is here. Um, you know, in Jurassic Park, we've been told that life finds a way. Well, sometimes life gets in the way as well. That's not where I thought you were going with that. Where did you think I was going? I thought you were going to say you were going to say podcasting finds a way. It does. Yes, it does. All three of those are true. Very true. All of them. So, yeah, Jackie and Rob uh, had some stuff they had to take care of at the last minute, uh, and we shall miss them. But they will be back next week to come and talk some games with us. In the meantime, Justin and I are going to spend some time together and try and entertain you at the same time. I don't think you and I have ever been... We haven't been alone for a podcast. This is only the second time that we've ever had two people on a show. That's true. Yeah, the the arcade show that Rob and I did. Yep. I was in Florida listening to that. Well, we had a lot of fun doing that, and I bet that you and I are going to have a lot of fun today. Mark it down. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, this week, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Universal uh, building a dedicated section of their park to Nintendo. Um, they've partnered together. We're going to talk about maybe some of the ideas of what they might be thinking um what it means for the park so on and so forth what it means for nintendo uh there was a huge kickstarter over the past couple of days uh for a game called bloodstains ritual of the night uh from the godfathers of castlevania we'll be talking a little bit about that and uh if we get to it unless we want to save it for jackie uh the assassin's creed syndicate announcement we'll see how this goes but i can't picture talking about it without jackie Meh. maybe we'll just give like general impressions and then yeah. we'll we'll wait to to dive in because it is taking place i guess in the the days of old of wait, her home she's gonna play it we know it's, it's gonna oh happen. she's totally gonna play it she's totally gonna play it so yeah and uh we'll talk about some games we played and uh maybe take a question or two and then we'll get out of here sounds good yeah so all right so i've been gone from the show for two weeks now um in canada for one and then in rescheduling talking comics for the other and um it amazes me how much games i haven't played in all of that time so i still have a few in my in my arsenal to talk about today but i've been spending a lot of time uh reading like reading comics and stuff like that like i've been doing a lot of that as well i'm just in the mood yeah, I get in the mood to read comics where I sit down and we'll just like start banging through graphic yeah. novels that I have on my shelf that I've read 10 times or ones that I've been sitting there for almost a year that I haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. And so I've been reading a lot of stuff lately. If I were smart, I would be catching up on all the single issue stuff that I'm collecting but not reading. Yeah, that's But of course, I'm not idea. doing that. Why would I do that? That's stupid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> single issues are... are uh, I just gave a whole mess of comics to Luke last week. Did you? Yeah, I gave him like like, I don't know, like 300 comics. What do you... Okay, so you and Rob... Um, we're turning this into a comics podcast just for a second, folks. What do you and Rob hand off to him? Like, what do you recommend that he read? He's 10? Yeah, he's 10, 11. He's in that range. Okay, so what have you been like handing off to him as far as like what's appropriate and stuff? Uh, I gave him everything but image books. Okay. So any Marvel, DC stuff, I just stuff that I'm not going to collect. I just uh, piled up into like a couple of boxes and brought them over. But like the image stuff, I, I shied away from because most of images stuff is not for kids. I would agree. So I would agree with that. He was very happy. Jackie was very upset. Yeah. She's like, I have no room for this stuff. And I was like, well, 
I made him a deal. I was like, oh, if you cut your mom, like give her cut cut her some slack, be a good kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like every week. I'm just gonna start bringing bringing him books. Oh. Like the stuff I'm not gonna collect. I'm just gonna give to him, and all the rest of it can go back to Rob because I don't want single issues anymore. I have a bunch of stuff um, that I've rebought by accident that like a pile just to go back to the shop and just be like, dude, here, like let somebody else buy them and yeah. enjoy them because they're all just those going books to waste down there. House. Yeah, all those are going back to Rob. What all that stuff? Yeah, all that stuff. Whoa, crazy. Yeah. Well, all right then. The stuff on my floor that you guys can't see. Yeah. <laughs> visual visual cues for for an audio podcast. All right, let's talk about some games. You could do that. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll start. Go for it. What do you got? Uh, played a couple of things this week. Uh, let's see where to start. Uh, let's start with the Old Blood, Wolfenstein and the Old Blood. I, yeah, tell me about that. I talked about it last week a bit. I had downloaded it, meant to play it, got pulled into Destiny, didn't play it, and so this week I actually got to sit down and play some and still got pulled into Destiny, so I didn't get to finish it. Uh, If you liked The New Order, I would pick this up and play it. Uh, It feels like just uh, a natural extension of The New Order. Um, It's a standalone DLC. It's 20 bucks. Uh, It is a prequel to The New Order, so BJ Blazkowicz is infiltrating um nazi hideouts and you know doing doing things like he normally would do shooting people uh it's the game has been broken up at like originally was supposed to be like two dlc packs okay Uh, so it's uh you know there's a point in the game where you feel like okay this is where the first part was gonna end and the next part was gonna begin i haven't gotten to the second part yet i'm still on the first part um you know same same types uh same type of things that the new order had that i really enjoyed like it's a linear shooter sure uh but it's got interesting upgrade mechanics Mm -hmm. uh and that's what i really liked about the new order was like well it depends on the way that you play you start unlocking different things are the guns like super ridiculous or are they like real guns with add-ons that they wouldn't normally be able to attach to them uh so far they're like uh i'd say somewhere in between uh, I haven't gotten in like in the new order. There was like uh, crazy guns at the end. And okay. so far I haven't gotten there, but I'm like dual wielding guns. Like you start with a pistol. I think I've just unlocked like uh, the shotgun. There's a mini gun. So there's nothing like, you know, super, super powerful. Uh, but what's interesting about it is like, you know, uh, say that there's a, there's like a tree, a skill trait. And it's a lot smaller than it was in the fir- in the, the main game, the new order, because mm-hmm. this is only like a, you know, I think a five or six hour game. But you'll be like grenade perks, and it'll be like, oh, to get the best grenade perk where you can carry an extra grenade, you got to kill three guys with a grenade. Or if like, oh, you want maximum ammunition with this gun, you got to kill a certain amount of people with it. And like, I'm a fan of those types of goals. Uh, and then of course, like you do all those things, and they unlock individual trophies. So like, some of them are like, oh, if you want to get your health to be able to be overcharged, uh, you have to get you have to overcharge yourself to 250. Health, uh, health points and you do that okay. by picking up um these health packs and eventually your health goes from like you know 100 to 105 110 depending on the size of the health pack you pick up but then it starts ticking down so mm. like you're rushing around looking for more of it so you could overcharge to like 200 and then your base health is raised to like 125 is there like a um i guess what i would call like a quality curve in this one because in when wolfenstein came out like the first half hour to an to to an hour didn't play like the rest of the game like you make a a story jump yeah eventually so, so this game screws up in the same way which okay. is kind of amazing if you think about it uh 
it uh, it starts you off in a stealth mission, which is like not a fun way to start out games. Stealth missions uh, are generally not very good in first person uh, games. No, they're not. Um, and I mean, a couple of games make the exception there. I thought Dishonored actually handled stealth in a good way. Didn't Hardline have a lot of that? Stealth. Well, Hardline was just like a. It was like a secret stealth game. It was like, oh, you're not really supposed to be shooting all these people because right. that's not how the game is supposed to be played. You're really supposed to be like going around and secretly arresting people. I feel like that game kind of came and went. Yeah, it did. That's a shame. Uh, yeah. I mean, the 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 the, the campaign. Not, I mean, not not to get too far away, but the campaign for um, uh, Hardline was okay. It was something different. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Seeing them maybe try and add on to that a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but it was like okay, and the, I mean, and the multiplayer was still fun, but just uh, it it just felt like more of Battlefield. And the modes that I really liked, I couldn't really get full rooms going in it. And it yeah. seemed like everybody, when I wanted to play, just wanted to play the main conquest game. And if I wanted to do that, I'd go play Battlefield, the like Battlefield Four. Hmm. So getting back to the old blood. Uh, Again, like the the new order, like you mentioned, started out where it was like you're in like an hour long mission where it's very linear and like you're just you're in a corridor shooter and everything's drab and like it's kind of like a blah thing. So in here, like the game's starting out in the same way. It's you're starting out, you're doing stealth stuff. I mean, sure there there are ways I found out that you could just start. You know, there's these giant guys that are hooked up onto these cable lines that you have to like very quickly like run over and like you have to hold the lever on a wall which will like drain the power from their suits so that you can run up and like take them out from behind and it's like all boring. Weird. Uh but again like I you know I'm played a little bit further and it's opening up and now I'm getting more guns and I'm I'm able to do more things but like for the first 40 minutes in that game to an hour so uh you are you know I don't even think you have a gun. What? Yeah, you don't have a gun for a... Well, no, I, I actually... Nope, I take that well, back. Well, I mean, if you're you do have a, stealth... You it. do have a gun um, in the prologue. Okay. And then something happens and you don't have a gun. Uh, but Damn. what's interesting is, like, they... You, your, like, main weapon is a pipe that you can break down into two pieces and Not then the rock pipe. climb with the pipe. So that's pretty sweet, actually. So, like, you're looking for walls that are, like, kind of broken that you could start slamming the pipe into so you can climb up to higher areas. So it was, like, weird. It was, like, I'm playing a Far Cry game in this first-person linear shooter. But so far, I like it. I mean, I'm a fan of what Machine Games does. Like, I'll be really interested to see uh, what they have to do after this game. I don't know if they're going to go back and make a sequel to the New Order or if they're going to move on to something else. But, like, it's a good team. And, like, they definitely have down the right mechanics uh, for a first-person shooter. And, like, mm-hmm. I like their I like their ideas for upgrading and skill trees. And so, like, I, whatever they come out with next, I'm definitely going to play. That's cool. I was um I was listening to the Giant Bombcast and they were talking about just the not not like DLC fatigue but just how, like deciding on whether you want that stuff or not and the the compulsion to buy it ahead of time that it's it's really nice that you like you really liked Wolfenstein a lot but you liked it enough to want to go back yeah like after the fact and and pick it up again and kind of get back into that groove and and uh, explore the DLC and stuff. And I like the standalone DLC model. I hope that more games start following that where, you know, mm. people trade games in. Like, I should have played that when you let me borrow it. Yeah, you should have, and you had it for a while. Dude, I, I played it. I played the beginning, and it was like, what is this? And then I just, I something else came out, and I never got back to it, yeah, and then I, I had know. to give it back. That, I mean, that was the problem with that game is, like, unless somebody had told you, like, Look, the first hour like is nothing to write home about, but yeah, it opens up after, after that. Yeah, 
No, I told you that in the beginning. I told well, you. Did you? Had you? That, yeah, you had that game for like two months. I must months. have not been listening. Well, that wouldn't shock me. <laughs> uh, but like, I like the standalone DLC model. Like people trading games. That like, there's. I would not still have Wolfenstein if uh, you know from last year to mm-hmm. play a DLC that was attached to it. So, like, The Last of Us just came out with Left Behind as a standalone thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Uh, infamous over the summer. Oh, right. Um, what was Had it? First Light. First Light. So I hope that, you know, more companies do this. I like we, Jackie and I talked last week about the, the Arkham Knight uh, story, Batgirl. Just going to ask you where you're at with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's great. Uh, you got a pre-order, all that stuff? I already have it pre-ordered. Like, Which Walmart version? had, like, a, a, a thing where, like, I don't care about statue editions or anything like that. No. Uh, but... Walmart had, I don't know if it was a glitch a couple of months ago, but they had, it was like the $110 version of the game for the regular price, like $60, and includes the statue and everything, and I was like, oh, I'll just pre-order it, wow. pre-order it here. I, you know, it was probably one of those mistakes, but yeah, that's where I have it, so I'm I, I'm going to play that standalone, I'm going to play the Batgirl story anyway, I just hope that they offer it standalone, Yeah, you don't have to have the disc to play it, um, that would be smart. When Arkham Origins was coming out and the the DC Scribblenauts game, uh, Scribblenauts Unmasked, uh, Warner Brothers had invited Bobby and I into the city to go and like check it out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they sent us home at the end of seeing uh, Arkham Origins. They gave us a keychain that was a Batarang, but this thing was heavy. Like if you put it on your keys, it would weigh your keys down inside of your ignition mm-hmm. to a point where it would be bad. Um, you could kill somebody with it. It was nuts. That's awesome. It was pretty awesome, actually. Like, they handed it to me. I was like, this is heavy. This is kind of weird. Like, you put this between your, your fingers. You could jab someone with this thing. I have a friend who will buy all those things and collect all those statues, and I'm like, I don't know why. My They're friend, like, uh, okay, if if that. I bought the special, the $100 edition of that shitty alien game that came out. Um, uh, What was the Colonial latest? Marines? Yes. I pre-ordered the $100 edition with the statue. My friend Brendan, we both picked it up at the same time. He bought it, opened it, and played it. And I took one look at that game, and I was like, I'm going to keep mine wrapped up just in case. Played it for a night, and I just he, he was swearing up and down that it was amazing, and it was great, and this and that, and the, the verse mode was so cool. I went back the next morning. And oh, the versus mode was was actually kind of neat. Even so, that game that game burned me, man. Oh, I yeah. really wanted that it to be good. Everybody who wanted to play it, I really wanted it to be good. I played that versus mode at PAX, and it was surprisingly good when I played it. Mm. It was it was at least different and, and interesting. It was just the rest of the game that you ever play the um, like the stand up arcade uh, game that came out maybe like five years ago. Mm-mm, no, they have it at uh, Dave and Buster's. I haven't been to a Dave and Buster's in 15 years, I feel like. Well, if you ever find yourself there for like a birthday party or anything like that, you should definitely see if they have it because it is fun. All right. Yeah, it is. It's it's what it's what those alien games as shooters should be. Um, Yeah, I dig it. So. All right. So the old blood. Going to keep going. Do you want to or do you want to like kind of switch it up a little bit? You're the host. I am, aren't I? You are. You're in control. It's been a while. All right. Well, I'll I'll share. I'll share a little bit of. uh, a little bit of tales. Um, I went back to Bloodborne a little bit this past week. Uh, I finished it up about maybe three weeks ago or so. Uh, really, really enjoyed the hell out of it, but uh, purposefully did not kill the final, final boss because I wanted to be able to run around. And um, I went over to my friend Mike's place, and I mean, he's put in... I Lord only knows how many hours he's put into this game. So 
he kind of creates like games within games for himself. Interesting. And uh, I sat down and I'm watching him play and I'm, I'm doing some work on the computer. And we went to Twitch and started to kind of float around in, in Bloodborne to see who was streaming what. And eventually we ended up hitting on people that were doing PVPs and like leaving their streams up on one screen and then going and ringing the bell and finding them and going into their games and slaughtering them and watching them on the streams freak out. Yeah, I hated that part of the game. It was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty funny. The guy's like, he's like, oh, I'm having a good time. Oh, look at this chump. Oh, man, here he comes. And just he backed himself up into the, the elevator shaft and we hopped into the elevator and there was nothing he could do and just swatted him to death and he died inside the elevator. Well, that seems kind of fun. It was great. He's freaking out. Oh, I loved it. Um, So I saw like a bunch of like new bosses that I hadn't seen. There was at least three new areas that I found that I didn't even know existed. Like, there are so many twists and turns in that game that if you walk just a different way and you see like like a wrought iron fence is ripped open in one spot where you can fit through it. Like if you don't like spend your souls and stuff, but go back to it and fall and see what happens. And I fell and like there's a whole other there's like a whole other part of the game where there's more hunters. There were two new bosses. Like it was, they were, it was, where was this? I would have to show you. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. I have so many, uh, lanterns lit in that thing at this point. Um, what did the bosses look like? Do you remember? One of them was a giant mushroom. Oh yeah. You're over there. Yeah. So the giant mushroom, um, and then the celestial daughter, yeah. something like that. Then, uh, we went in and we did some chalice dungeon mm, stuff very nice. and, uh, there was one where like there were these three like homunculoid barbarian things and like I said, my friend Mike, he's just the he gets these games. He makes it look so easy. Like if I had gone in there and fought them, I would have died. It would have been a mess. And he just systematically one by one just took them all out. And he's working with this uh, crazy like short sword, almost like a katana sword uh, thing that he can he can uh, stab himself with it and put his own blood on it to power it up. And like you hold down your R2 and you'll bleed all over the blade and you slash out with it and it takes a chunk of your health, but it deals like double to triple damage. I didn't mess around with enough of the weapons in that game because that sounds kind of neat. It's pretty crazy. And he's also got a pistol that is actually able to do like a significant amount of damage. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, like he like if something's in the distance, he can he can take it out. Um he's one one shot killing things wherever he goes. Um, it's, it's, he plays it every damn day. It's insane. So, um, that was a good time. That was a lot of fun to watch. It was cool of him to like sit down and show me where to go. Like I was like, you know, like, let me put my system on and let's, you know, let's find a couple places, get a few lanterns and then I'll go back to it. So, um, it's really cool that I'm still getting some use out of that game because Dark Souls 2 came out. I played it for a little bit and then I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, there's something about Bloodborne that's, it's keeping me going back to it. And, uh, and I really enjoy it. Um, okay, so while I was in Canada, I uh, my friend Pete came over, and we played Jackbox. The party pack? Yes. Yeah, I saw you playing that one night. Yes. We played. Uh, we only played one of the games. Uh, we had about 11 people at the house at the time. It was uh, my girlfriend's birthday. We were all hanging out, and we got to play Drawful. Yes, that's which, the best one. Oh, but it was so funny, and it was kind of unfair because you know you use your, your smartphones and your smart devices to to play this game and stuff 
and not everybody has the same phone. So we had two people that decided because only one of them brought their phone that they would be a team. No problem. But their phone was the window was like no bigger than like my thumbnail Hmm. for them. So anytime they had to draw something, it was just like a mess of what looked like crayon. So basically what happens when I draw something. Oh, it was off. My girlfriend had to draw a person farting out of a window and it was, it was uncanny. Like she nailed it. It was perfect. Everybody got it. I had to draw fog the last time I played. I was like, how do I draw fog? I had to draw George Clooney. All right. Well, you could have just drawn the Batman suit. I drew With George nipples. Clooney. Yeah, <laughs> I drew George. Uh, not enough gravy was was one of mine. That's interesting. Um, I got yelled at for using words, <laughs> so I didn't know that you couldn't do that. But it would make make sense that you couldn't. But um, I mean, we played it for maybe like two hours with a bunch of people, and it was it was a really really good time. I would have liked to have uh, like explored some more of the other games, but once um like cards against humanity was offered and everybody knows how to play that already so they were all like yeah and we ended up switching over uh it would have been cool to see like fibbage and and a couple of the other ones fibbage is good uh but fibbage and draw for the t- i think the two best games the jackbox oh. party pack is awesome if you have people at your house yeah definitely yeah i don't um i don't know that i'll be purchasing it anytime soon just because i i never have anybody over yeah but um for something like that it was it was perfect to kind of like get everybody to do something together and have a good time and stuff like yeah. that. So so Pete stayed the night, and uh, the following morning, he tells me that a game called Crypt of the Necrodancer has gone like full bore. It's finished, it's open, and whatever. And I remember uh, hearing about it from a friend of mine and decided to just buy it, check it out. And I've put, I think the last time I checked the timer, I think I've put 43 hours Damn. Into it at this point. No, that's on Steam, right? Yeah. How much was it on Steam? I want to say it was, when I bought it, it was 11. Not um, bad at all. I bought it with Canadian money. It was my first Canadian bought game. I actually had to borrow my girlfriend's credit card to get it. So That's not the way to do things. No. But, no. But it was discounted. All right. Because well, there you go. It, because it was new, it was discounted, and I wanted to take advantage. And I really wanted to play it because it just... The whole concept of it looked really cool. Um, for those who don't know what Crypt of the Necrodancer is, is it is a uh, music-based game where you are, it's a roguelike, and you're dungeon crawling through all these dungeons, but you're not walking anywhere. You're actually dancing. Oh, this sounds like a you game. And you're dancing along to the beat. So the only keys that you need on your entire keyboard are the arrow keys. So anybody anybody can play this game. Okay. Okay. And you watch the little heartbeat monitor at the bottom and you, you know, you calibrate your stuff and you test it. And the way the game works is is that every time that you jump somewhere, the enemies will jump as well. And you have to uh, okay. sync your movements and move in a rhythm to attack. So sometimes things will be next to you. And you know that like it takes another beat for them to throw an attack, and you came in late on that beat. You have to hop back and then hop forward and then slice at them. And you have to do it all in a succession that stays with the music. If you don't, you lose your multiplier. You lose your multiplier all the time. It's sounds, just something that happens. That sounds actually really cool. It's amazing. I have it on my on my uh, my laptop here. So, but like, it's funny too because. You are uh, you're also able to put your own music in the game as well, 
like I've gone in and I've translated stuff and, and modded it into the game. So I've been like hopping around to all of my stuff as well. And it changes the tempo at the bottom and it like augments the way in which you're moving around. Like you get used to the songs that they've provided for you and the music is really, really good. It's super catchy. Like you're going around, you're jumping around and like you're kicking down doors and you know, like like you're shuffling your shoulders and like you're bobbing your head and you're, you know, bending your knees and moving around to the beat. And as the enemies are coming near you, some of the bigger ones, like they're also dancing. So you've got these like giant rock golems that are jumping from square to square. It looks like a disco floor that you're like, like a checkered disco floor that you're working on. Right. And you'll see these giant golems come around and like, you guys can't see what I'm doing right now, but like they'll jump and they'll do this like little, like you don't want to see what he's doing. Head shake. Yeah, you do. I got the moves. And like they'll shimmy their shoulders and they'll do like little like Michael Jackson Elvis moves as they're moving along the level. And it's just it's all about timing. It's all about like knowing your environment. Um, Every enemy has a tactic to taking them down. Like you can't just dance up to something and, and punch it in the face. You actually have to. That's how I handle all my problems in real life. That's what you got to do, man. I just dance up to it and I slug it in the face. <laughs> yes, actually. So like if you see certain things, you now have to navigate around that enemy. Like you can't come at it like face forward because it'll reach out and it'll slash at you and you lose health real quick. And when you die, you lose everything that you've earned. There are like you collect gold and you collect things as you're going through the dungeons and stuff that you can buy when you go back to the lobby uh, and you'll find like treasure chests every couple of rooms you can throw down bombs and get rid of brick walls and it'll reveal like secret passages and glass keys. Um, there's all kinds of um, like uh, like sacrificial uh, like totems and stuff like that that you can activate them and it'll change the rules of the whole game. There are platforms you can step on that will teleport you to another part of the uh, level and it's just absolutely crazy. And you're just going down, down, down into these dungeons. Every room has different music. So, like, the rules of your movement and combat are constantly shifting from song to song and having to now navigate the new enemy sets and stuff like that just constantly, constantly keeps you going. You die a lot. You die a lot in this game. It sounds like it. Yeah, but if you get, if you get a good run, like, if you run into, you run into a, a treasure chest and it's got, you know, a torch in it that lights up a couple, like, it... it increases your radius for seeing like through bushes and through through walls and stuff like that and you begin to find items like there's a um like a monocle that you can find and it'll reveal all of the items like walls won't matter anymore so it's bloodborne yeah like you can see the health you can see the 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 bigger weapon and like there are different weapons in the game if you get a whip you can attack diagonal from like two squares away um there's swords that if you slash out you can gain health from them. There's weapons that when you first pick them up, you have to sacrifice health, but you'll be doing like triple and sometimes five times the damage. Uh, there are bows and arrows for distance and stuff like that. And it's just, it's completely random, like randomly generated. And every time you go in, it's a new set of rules and a new, you know, a new environment to navigate. Um, the bosses are difficult to find at times. And, not always the easiest to defeat. Uh, I was stuck on zone two. Zone one I can do with my eyes closed. Zone two I was stuck on from when I left Canada 
about two and a half weeks ago now, maybe three, uh, all the way up until yesterday. Wow. I was stuck on zone two and finally did. I just, I lucked out. Like I just lucked out. I had a long distance weapon and I found the doorways pretty quickly and managed to make it to the boss. My friend Mike was sitting next to me. I was like, dude, I'm like, this is happening. Like, don't move. Don't breathe. I'm going to do this. And I had half a heart left when I beat the boss and just like launched out of my chair into a, my own victory dance. Oh, well, I mean, it makes sense that you're dancing. Oh, it was oh, so good. It was it's so good satisfying. Feeling, though. That is a good feeling. But despite the repetitious dying, I never lost. Like, there were, like, there's like maybe a day or two where, like, I turned it on and I died like five or six times really quick. And I was like, ah, maybe I'm not in the mood for this and turned it off. But I kept going back to it. Like, I liked it so much that it kept me from playing other stuff. So, yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer is a a must-play if anything that I said in the last five or so minutes uh, piques your interest. It does sound pretty cool. I have it. I think you should try it. Okay. It'd be very easy for me just to set it up for you really quick. Um, and it's groovy as hell. Like, when we when we talk about... There like, should be a box quote for it. <laughs> groovy as hell? Yeah. Yeah. Like, end of the year music talk... It's de- if, even if it doesn't make it to the end list, it's That's definitely going to be, be a about. very full category is music. I feel like we've had better music this year than games, to be honest. Mm, well, we're almost to the half year mark, man. Yeah, I know. Well, the list is very short. The Witcher comes out next week. It does. And that's getting like phenomenal reviews. Are we all doing this? Because I got my pre-order. Already. Yeah, I think everybody's doing it. OK. OK. So it's going to become the it's going to become the Witcher podcast. For like uh, next well, month. we're moving from Bloodborne probably over to The Witcher. If Jackie ever goes back to Bloodborne, we'll see. Will she? I'm thinking no. I want her to go back to Diablo if for no other reason that she has so many gifts waiting in her mailbox. Oh, that's right. I forgot you could do that. In that that game. she is probably she probably has like three characters worth of worth of a loadout of legendary items because of all the crap that me and and Bronwyn have found and sent to her. So if she ever does that, it's going to be like Christmas for Jackie if nice. she goes and turns on that game. Um, oh, yeah, I'll talk about that game again in a little bit because I, I did some new shit. Uh, hit me with the game, man. What, you been, what else have you been playing? Uh, I played two other things this week. Uh, I played the other the other day. I had my son. Uh, Angela was out um, getting stuff ready for the, the baby. So it was just me and Jorah, and he was napping. And so I didn't feel like being down here. So I was upstairs on my Vita, and I was like, oh, let me turn my Vita. I'm... I'm done anything with this in a while <coughs> excuse me and so i had downloaded like a couple months ago this fat princess game and i'd never oh, played yeah. a fat princess game before and so i was like i'm just gonna try this and it's i think it's fat princess piece of cake mm-hmm. and i had no idea what it was i'm like oh cool it's a it's like a puzzle game is so, it like a tower defense kind of thing no not like a tower defense uh defense thing so hmm, basically the this, the vita screen splits into three three boxes. The, uh, the like, there's a huge box on the right hand side, which is um, like a bejeweled set, and then there's two boxes um, up and down on the left hand side. One is your you have like an archer, a mage, a knight, yeah. and a guy with a um, a gun. Yeah, and uh, you're trying to move through this level while enemies are in front of you, and then underneath is like objectives, like oh do this much damage, complete in this many moves. Hmm. And so, like, I love those type of puzzle games where it's like, oh, mix and match. Yeah. So there'll be, you know, um, attack icons. So, like, 
orange is a bomb icon that one of the guys will throw out and do damage to. And then the enemy goes, and then there's hearts for healing, and you want to mix... You want to swap pieces from left or right or up or down to get a line of at least three. Oh, that's totally different than the first one. Um, Sounds cool. And it would be really cool, except it's a free-to-play game with pay-to-win. It's a pay-to-win model. Not pay-to-win so much, but like definitely in a way like pay-to-play. Like there are certain times where like there is a guy on my team who is dead and I can't bring him back at the moment because like I have to wait a certain amount of time before I could bring him back or I could buy gold to bring him back. Yeah, but you can for a few dollars. Exactly. Mm. Uh, so like I'm just ignoring all that and just playing like randomly every now and again. But like I spent like an hour with it and like I enjoyed it because I like those type of games, but yeah. I'm not well, I'm not the type of guy to like be like, oh, I just need to buy more gold. Here's five dollars or whatever. Like if I like it enough, I'll eventually throw them money anyway just to play it. Yeah. Uh, but I like I spent like an hour with that and I enjoyed it. And you can download it on the Vita. It's free. I think it's it's on iOS. It's on it's on a bunch of things. What's the game that you've ever thrown the most money at? Um, like like a, a free to play game or like yeah. a, or well, like a free to play game like something that you totally didn't have to buy anything for but you did. Uh, Marvel Marvel Heroes. Marvel probably. Heroes is the same for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I probably spent, no joke, probably over $200. Yeah, that's way more than I spent. Yeah, I, I spent, spent like, oh God. You should see my, my character roster. It's yeah. insane. Uh, they really need to bring that game to consoles. That's what they need to do. That game, apparently, um, I've been seeing tweets. Like, I haven't played it in a while, but I, I still follow the community. And I have never seen a community of people that have been more happy with, like, whoever puts that game together and how much they're giving back Gazillion. to... Gazillion. is the one that does it. Yeah, like, people love them because of all the content that they've added to the game. I guarantee you, if, like, I turned it on now and I got the update, it would probably blow my mind. Oh, yeah, like, my computer doesn't work anymore and I want to go play it, but I'm at a point now where it's just like, they need to bring this to console. Um, before I got here, I was at Rob's, and there was a very, very large box on his couch with uh, a bunch of computer parts in it. Yes. He's close. No, I think he's done. He told mm. me he was done. He said he still has an, another piece. He, has, he still has to get his monitor. Oh, uh, all right. Well, he said then that's what he meant. He meant like the actual, like, all yeah. he has all the components now. Uh, and something about cooling. He needed he needed a cooling component. Hmm. Well, I know he's very excited about it. He has. He, he was like petting it when I, when I walked over to it. Um, and what else have I played? Uh, oh, Destiny. That's right. Yeah, tell me, tell me some. Uh, has it's been a while since I've heard? Well, I've listened to the podcast, but in person, I haven't heard a good Destiny story. So we're still doing this like flawless raider deal, and somebody who's listening to the show right now has their fingers crossed that I don't mention their name. Oh, it's coming! It's coming. Don't worry about it. Uh, <clears throat> so we've been like really like you know I've been trying to get back into Destiny. Like I'm really excited for this update that's coming. Um, like Destiny is is my version of your Diablo. Like it's just like I like coming back to it. Yeah. Um, I like the core mechanics a lot. So like new content's coming. I'm excited. So like I hadn't played in a while, and I've got to rebuild up some like uh like i know like okay if i build these things up now it'll be helpful helpful to me in a week when things switch over like i can then very easily like turn this stuff in to access better gear or to level things up so i've been doing that like rebuilding strange coins so i've been doing the the nightfalls and the weeklies and stuff uh but most of my time has been spent trying to get this dumb flawless raider trophy (laughs) so we've had a couple of close calls like um i think the, the the story i told last week was us getting Getting pretty, like, I'd say getting halfway in the first raid. One of the guys, one of my friends, Alan, deciding to go invisible and then getting seen. 
So the whole uh, team needs to make it through without dying. The whole dying. team needs to make it through without dying. Okay. And so we've had a couple a couple other starts and stops where, you know, something bit like a dumb thing happens. Like and the thing is like we're doing the first raid, which is the easier of the two raids, just longer. So like you could be like fifty minutes into this raid and then something goes wrong and it's like, Well, there goes fifty minutes. And the other raid is probably it's more difficult with higher level enemies, but shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially if you're cheesing it and like using exploits, like you can get through this thing really quickly. But I just know that if you know we're not paying attention, we're going to die, and somebody is always going to die. And you know, most of the time it'll probably be me because there's certain parts of that raid that like I still get tripped up on if I'm not like completely focused and like lasered in. Right. So the, I think the first raid, and for us, the first raid was always much more uh, much more enjoyable anyway. So. The other night we had our closest uh, our closest run yet. There was five of us, and it was like, let's just try it with five people, see how we do. We beat the first boss. Um, we get all the way through. We get through the Gorgon layer without being spotted. Um, doing great. Okay, so now we have to worry about the jumping. So there was five of us, and, you know, like, it's like, if you've done it so many times, like, kind of know like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna die but you're still like gripping your controller like i can't screw this up right especially when so many other people are depending on you yeah so that was like that was actually like a little bit stressful and so all of us got across except for one guy and now we're like looking and we're like all right alan are you gonna be able to make this jump now he's the one that that was seen while he was invisible the lat like the previous week so we're all like looking up and like he does his jump and it's like oh no and then he land like he lands on the platform as it disappears Ooh. and for a split second, even though there's nothing there, it stays there for a second. Like even like just as like the slightest second that it stays there and he was able to like hop off and make it. Whoa. So we're like, all right, all right, we're going into like the last part now. We never made it this far before. And we're like, okay, let's come up with like a good strategy on what we're going to do here. And because we were down a person, it was actually a little bit challenging because that's where the game gets like hard with enemies at times. Came up with a system. I, um, because we were down a person, I had to go do something I had never done before. I had to like, the weird thing about that, and we've talked about it before, is like you have to grab these relics and hold the relics. Yeah. Um, and then like one, while you have one relic, there's a center column that you have to start protecting. But because we were down a person, we couldn't do that. The other person had to go just to make sure that nobody else died. Uh, so I was able to go and like hold down this platform by myself, um, which would have been fine if I had ammo in any of my guns. But for some reason, I just forgot to reload. And so I'm going over there, and I'm like, I have no ammo. I have to use an ammo pack, but these things are all over me. So I almost died, but didn't. So we're like, okay, we did it. We're on the last boss. <laughs> and we're like, I'm, like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, this is going to happen. This is the e- As long as it doesn't glitch, this is the easiest part to do. Like, we, we've done this hundreds of times. We got this. So we get it down about, we get him down, Atheon, about halfway. And uh, one of the members in our party, like, right as we hit the halfway mark, you're on this, like, little platform. And you have to jump off the platform at a certain point. Otherwise, you know, he could shoot you or whatever. And so we were jump Like, everyone was like, all right, everyone to safety. And we've done this jump thousands of – hundreds of thousands of times. Like, it is a small little jump. And one of the characters just, I don't know, missed uh, missed his button or did something. And then he's like, oh, my God, I'm falling. And he died. And we probably had, like, if we had in, like, in-game time, probably, like, another minute and 30 seconds and he would have died. So – we're not naming names. We're not going to name names. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to throw them under the bus. Even though that's all we've done now is every time we play, we just we find new ways to be like, well, you know, don't don't die, don't fall off. And so, it, it, like, we've done it other times after that and got back up and like 
you know somebody else died in like in, in, in like a funny way and we're like it still doesn't be it still doesn't beat that original death not heinous yeah we, well he's he's rolling with the punches pretty well uh but like i i we're gonna do it it's just you know the time and circumstance has to be right but we were really damn close now how did you make it all the way to the end you said if you said you were down a person would you allow six six is the maximum but you can go in you could solo it if you're good enough Yikes. Soloing it, I don't even know if you can solo the first raid. The people have soloed the second one, which is like, I don't understand how that's possible, hmm. but they do. Uh, so I, I, I'm sure there's a way to do it. No, there can't. There can't be a way to do it. You would, need, you would at least need two people because one person gets teleported to a different planet. Nope, somebody did solo it. I take that back. I read, a, I read an article where a guy figured out how to solo it. He was a hunter. What happens is you three people get teleported back in time to, to Venus and Mars and then there's a gate that the other people on the outside have to open. So a guy figured out how to solo it by being a hunter. And like uh, right as he was going to be teleported, he would die on purpose and then use his self-revive uh, ability. And then it would the, the boss wouldn't understand what was going on. And he would just stand there like frozen in a way. Because he's like, well, you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be on another planet. And he was able to kill him that way. No. So it is possible. Damn. We're going to get it. It's funny that I've I've only ever heard these stories. I've never actually seen any of this stuff for myself. It'd be fun to sit down and watch this stuff happen. You could, we could carry you through that raid with no problems. I should do it. What level are you? I don't even remember anymore, man. We can get you up to like thirty-two and a bl- like a blink of an eye at this point. What's the what's the max level? Thirty-two. It's going up to thirty-four next week. All right, what's the what's the original base max level like before before light comes into play? Yeah, twenty. I think I'm 23. You're three levels away from being able to go to... Oh, actually, I think you're two. You're two levels away from being able to enter the Vault of Glass. I want to see... Yeah, I want to say I'm 23. I could, We could get you up there real quick. All right. I should... Uh, yeah, I, I busted that out, I think, like, two Canada trips ago, and I played with you, and we had uh, we had a good time with it. So uh, It is fun. Yeah. With the DLC coming out, it might be uh, something I got to look into. Yeah, and I'm, I've convinced... Um, Caterade, who is a friend of the show, Andrew. You know, I love he that was, name. He was thinking about picking it up, and I'm like, as soon as I get this trophy, I'm going to create two other characters like that I don't have and get the trophies for those classes so I can get the platinum for this game. But right. I, I've held off on putting the time in on those other characters because it's like there's no point if I don't get this trophy. Right. I don't really care about playing them. I, but it'll be nice to have two or you know three max level characters. So hmm. Destiny. Nice. Good stuff. Yep. Uh, is that all you played? Yes. Okay, uh, I'll do my quick little uh, little wrap up. Uh, I played a game called Race the Sun. It's part of the PS Plus uh, free downloads. Is it this month. month? Yeah, it is this month. Is it a Vita game? It's uh, cross platform. You can do okay. PS4 or Vita. Uh, it is very very uh, like I want to say bare bones in a way. Oh but... yes, I know a game that a game this is now. I remember it. Yeah. A lot of people walking near my car in your neighborhood, man. I don't like it. I can see them from the window. Anyway. It's nice out. People are walking. Nah, I don't know. Some guy was like fertilizing my tires before. It's gotten weird. Anyway, uh, Race of the Sun reminds me of a little bit of Star Fox in like the old school, like the SNES uh, original Star Fox where you were kind of like barrel rolling your way and there's like columns coming at you and like spherical objects and you're just kind of darting in between and collecting like going through the rings and collecting things and stuff that's what you're doing in race the sun you are trying to the sun is going down you're a ship 
you only can maneuver left and right and you can barrel roll to the left or right and you have to navigate your way through these like rushing columns and and structures and as you get farther and farther there are regions and as you get farther and farther into the regions the terrain begins to change and like it now becomes like a race against like can you make it through the gap before it closes off again there's like windmills that like obviously if you get caught on one of the um what do you even call that windmill arms wings fans yes yes <laughs> all the above so um it's a good time it's like you you can catch speed ups um uh, i just blades maybe blades is good yeah we'll let's go, go with blades. let's go with blades um there is a pickup that's a portal so you get like one uh one death which is pretty funny because i smashed into a wall but had grabbed one of these teleporting things and i was using it for the first time so i crashed and i was like you know oh damn it and then all of a sudden like a portal opened up in the air and i'm like oh that's what that does great so it spits me out of the portal and i'm like i didn't die i can keep going it spit me out of the portal right into a wall. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that was great. Um, but it's free. Uh, I believe it's $9.99 otherwise. It's not something that I would I would purchase, but definitely happy to have it. It's, it's a good game on the go if you have a Vita. Uh, definitely grab it because it's, it's totally one of those pick up and play, do a couple of, you know, do a couple of runs with it, see how far you can get. Um, I like games where you're constantly trying to best yourself. Like yeah. you're trying to to beat your old high score, see if you can make it to another region, get a little bit farther, even if it's just a couple of points. And that's kind of what the game is all about, is like pushing yourself to the next uh, goal line and seeing if you can make it. Um, very simple, but, you know, pretty cool. Nothing that's going to shake the world up, but I like it. Free is free. Free is free. And when it's good free, it's even better. Oh, I lied. I played something else. What'd you play? I played a couple of rounds of Smite on Xbox One. Oh, you're one. back. On Xbox One. On Xbox Oh, wait, it's out? Uh, it was a beta that you can get into, and since I have an account with Smite, I was able to get some codes. And how did it How did it translate? Uh, it's been a while since I played, so I was a little bit rough. Uh, it was uh, It was good. Um, different. Uh, I like Smite a lot, but my computer is dead. Like, mm-hmm. dead, dead. I can't even watch videos on it. No, no. So I was trying to do like do the collectible guide for the old blood, and it's not playing any videos at all. So I need to eventually invest in a new computer now. You have nothing here? No, I have my like my laptop was what I've been using, but like now it's just like I there's I can't use. What about the Mac over there? That's not going to run anything. Trust me, that thing barely runs. Damn. Yeah. So I'm computerless for the moment. At least down here upstairs, we have a computer. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I wish that it was compatible with PC, mm-hmm. like. Uh, other games are doing like gigantic when it comes out on xbox one is going to be you know you'll be able to play cross-platform with pc and i really wish that i could play with my friends who are still playing on pc but i can't yeah uh but i recommend when that game goes open beta which supposedly i think is kind of close that people try it cool yeah i definitely want to check it out when you were showing it to us uh almost back when we first started the podcast yeah. really they look pretty cool i need to go back to heroes of the storm too I played it for like maybe three nights and and haven't gone back to it since. Apparently, it's really good. That's what everybody says. Yeah, I, I ran into a friend of mine on Mother's Day, and I asked him if he'd played it, and like his eyes lit up, and he was like, "Yeah, dude." He's like, "I had no idea that you had it. You should have been running with us." And he loves it. Plays it all the time. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, my last game 
that I played is a game that I've talked about many, many times on this show. Uh, I have not been able to get away from uh, Diablo, the ultimate uh, evil edition for the PS4, because I. what happened was this. I play games with my friend Brendan a lot. Brendan has been very much playing PC games as of late, and I've been kind of playing solo stuff at, at his place. And in Valentine's Day, I bought my girlfriend a PS4 and set her up with an account and got her Diablo and whatnot. And now she plays nightly. Like, we that's what we do before we go to sleep. Like I see we, you playing. Yeah, dude. Like, seriously, I love it. Like, the last three nights in a row, I have spent the last, like, from about 10 o'clock to like a little bit past midnight, just like hanging out with my girlfriend, talking to each other on the headsets and running around killing things and stuff like that. And we're starting to reach out to other people. And my friend Beller uh, recently picked up the game and got a system and stuff like that. And we brought him into a game and bringing a third person in like change. I've played with four people. I've played with three people. Something about the other night changed the game completely when we were playing we were playing on the the torment 2 difficulty and we were running around uh in like the adventure the adventure mode and stuff like that and we hit a place where thing things were spawning like i've never seen before ever and i've played that game probably more than most other games i've ever played in my whole life and we had we ran into a situation where there were they call them elites where they're like super powered enemies that can cast all kinds of uh, spell effects and can spawn minion enemies. Okay. And sometimes, if you play on a high enough difficulty, those minions become magical and they are like mini elites, if you will. So we ran into a situation where it was the three of us and we're all 70s and we're all wearing legendary gear. We're super high powered, like nothing can bring me down the whole bit. And we ran into a spot where there were like eight elites on the same, like in the same area, just spamming minions everywhere. And the only way to get it to stop is to kill like the master elite. But the problem is, is that because so many of them were spawning, they were spending so much time hacking through them that we couldn't get to the masters. And every time we even came close, they would just like walk away. They would just stroll away, just like turn around and be like, like, you're not gonna, you can't kill me. And they would just walk away. So eventually, you know, as you move around, you uncover more and more of of the map. There got to a point where the map was like we filled in almost this entire area, and it was a huge, huge area. The whole damn thing was minions and elites that just kept spawning one another. Fun times. It turned into like an all-out war. My entire screen was just like puffs and sparks of magic and yelling and and waiting for cooldown times to go down and, you know, hacking away and trying to to reach these elites and stuff like that. And like as I was playing, just I was astounded by how much like pressure this game was putting on the system and it was flawless. No slowdown no problems whatsoever. Everything was like butter, but it was so, we couldn't do it. Like after like 15, 20 minutes, we had to quit out and go back to town because like our our weapons were breaking, our armor was breaking, and there was nothing that we could do. I've never seen the game do that. Wow. So that was awesome. 
Uh, we found a couple of new areas that I've never seen. We ran into some some dungeon where there was um, like tiles, and the tiles were breaking from underneath our feet. And if you fell, you fell into poison pools. I've been playing, like I said, I've been playing this game since the night it came out for a long time, years now. I've never seen this stuff. Like they've been adding with these seasons and these updates and things like that. But I've been away from the game for a while because I lost the person I was playing it with. But now that I'm playing it with Bronwyn, I'm starting to see like all this stuff is creeping out, like new enemies and new places to go and stuff like that. But I mean, they amped the the difficulty factor as you go up into those torment levels. It gets insane and you can you can die instantly and i mean i'm wearing things where i can stand inside of arcane magic which is one of the most powerful things in the game and instead of damaging me it will actually heal me so i could just go right in the middle of the fight but i mean just elites after elites now we're going after uh like these infernal machine pieces and these like death keys and stuff like that and there's like three portals to three different areas in the game that i've still never seen and there's like even more after that so like it's amazing like just for that one price that they keep updating this game with more and more content. That's really cool. That I mean hundreds of hours I've played of this game easy and I'm still seeing like brand new stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. It's been uh it's been amazing. I really really I can I can never get enough of the game. I love it. I was playing it by myself earlier this afternoon just cuz I was like in the mood. So, it's good stuff. If you haven't played Diablo, I don't know what you're doing. That's me. Still haven't played Diablo. I think if you got into it it, it would be it would I'm sure I would like it yeah I think I think you would like it I wish that I really wish that Jackie would have um gone past the 70s it's like kind of like destiny like the game opens up to you later like after you get to like your certain levels and stuff that's really what you have to do with Diablo is you need to push your character to 70 to go into the adventure modes and then you know you find loot trolls that have different conditions on them and you can actually leap through their portals and you wind up in areas where there's like 60 legendary items littering the ground and you get to like it's like a smorgasbord of high powered items and getting new items you can you can change your attacks on the fly and the items that you get dictate how you play the game and it's just it's just really awesome i love it i i really so glad i love the console version of it and uh i'm glad that it's starting to to leak out and uh bring people together if anybody wants to play uh diablo all you gotta do is hit me up and let me know we'll try to get some of that together i think we should move on now okay that works yeah so i'm gonna bring up a article that i read on forbes about the attractions we have yet to see we have to see at universal's uh theme park so as i mentioned earlier uh nintendo is going to be opening a section uh, inside of Universal Studios that is dedicated to Nintendo. Um, this is an official thing. This is actually happening. And uh, I just want to know, like, what do you... First of all, how long do you think it's going to take? Years. You think it's going to be, like, what, five years? Something like that. I think yeah. so, too. Uh, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at an article on Wired about it. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I find it interesting because I think... Nintendo's posted a uh, where's he here? I think they actually posted a um a profit for the first time in a while. Uh, da, 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 da. The Wii U marker reported operating income of about twenty seven uh, twenty four point seven billion yen, which is about two hundred seven million. Sales of four hundred 
549 billion yen, about 4.5 billion. It's a slim margin, to be sure, but it's better than years past. So, I mean, they've had their first real good year in a while, but, I mean, it, this moves in line with them trying to bring in more money, and they're going to be licensing, licensing out you know, their characters. We saw that with the right. mobile stuff. I think it's interesting. Uh, I would have much rather uh, them did their own thing than go with Universal, but it makes sense in some ways. Um, I wanted to look this up, and I and I had forgotten about it. You just it. reminded me that I actually I played that um, that mm-hmm. Nintendo brand uh, Puzzle and Dragons. Oh yeah, yeah I did. How'd you like that? It's ex- it's it's exactly like Puzzle and Dragons, like down to every last thing that you do, but it's all like completely Mario. Like I was fighting Goombas and Koopa Troopas and all of that stuff. The only thing that disappointed me was the demo is only one dungeon, so you don't really get much of a taste for the game. Uh. And I look, I saw some like outrageous price tag on it, something like thirty four ninety nine for when the full game comes out. I heard something about it being free, like like a, like a freemium game. Interesting. I I don't know. So I, I don't know, I, man. I, there was I a there was know. a thirty four ninety nine tag on that thing when I like in that grouping when you go to download the the demo and they have like a couple of other things to offer you like check out this video and you know here are some screenshots and here's something for 34.99 i i don't know but i would not pay 34.99 for it but if it were free it would probably get me back into playing puzzle and dragons that's cool yeah i my original thought was for the nintendo stuff um was wondering, well, with Marvel being owned by Disney, and Marvel has a huge presence at Universal Parks, especially, I mean, the one that I've been to is, you know, Islands of Adventure in, in Orlando. I was thinking, like, maybe they're looking at the, you know, if their deal was running up with Marvel, what they could replace that with. But from what I'm reading here, it doesn't look like that deal will ever expire as long as Islands of Adventure stays in operation. Mm. So, I mean... From a business sense, I think it's it's golden. Yeah. I mean, it all it does to Universal is good things. And, I mean, it, if Nintendo just wants to give the license away so that mm-hmm. they don't have to put any bank behind it, and it was just like, oh, you want to use our characters? Pay us. Right. I think it's I think it's fine. I think it'll be exciting. Um, it would make me excited to go there and see what yeah. and see what, uh, what they had. I mean, think about what Harry Potter has done oh, yeah. for that. Absolutely. You know, like there's... People, people love going to Universal and Disney already, but when you told them that they were going to be able to go to, like, Gringotts to buy a wand and go and get some butter beer at, like, all these, like, um, was it the three broomsticks or something like that, that has brought in – just people go just for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and now you're saying that they're gonna, there's going to be a Nintendo-themed part of the park? That is going to make crazy money. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, – you want to hear some of the ideas? Sure, hit me with them. All right, so like I said, I found this uh, on Forbes.com, and they wrote down a couple of possible uh, themed attractions, and I just thought these were cool, so I figured I'd read them out to you guys in case uh, you haven't seen this. Uh, so here it goes. They say, a Rainbow Road roller coaster with a multicolored track and a 0% chance of falling off. That would be nice. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that stage in Mario Kart. Everybody hates that stage. It's beautiful, but everybody hates it. Oh, I did play something else. <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about Nintendo. We'll, 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 we'll go back this to it. And we'll get back All right, to we'll it. go back to it. Um, a haunted Luigi's Mansion fun house, which can be explored from top to bottom. Okay. I could see them doing that kind of like holographic lights mm-hmm. for the ghosts and stuff like that. 
or you can like you know look on and they're like shoveling down food at like a giant table and stuff like that yeah. maybe give you a vacuum i mean they've done really well with that spider-man ride mm-hmm. down there where it's like you're wearing the 3d glasses and you know you can f- it feels like you're there so yeah they could do Lu- luigi's mansion one of those no problem wonder if they could do like they have that toy story one where you're sitting in the cart and you're shooting oh, that's all the come, stuff. That'll come into play at some point for something. Monsters, Inc., I think. It's a it's a Toy Story one for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, like if they gave you a vacuum and you were like sucking up ghosts yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I like this one. A Lazy River Pokemon Snap Boat Ride where kids have uh, cameras attached to the boat and can take pictures of animatronic Pokemon as they go. That sounds nice. I think that's cute. Uh, a Donkey Kong minecart ride with four-person carts and cameos from the Kong family as you go. What's their Zelda one? Uh, I believe we're getting to that soon. We've got um, a You Must Be Very Tall to Ride This F-Zero roller coaster that aims to break a few records. Uh, either a Star Fox coaster with cars shaped like air wings or a Star Tours style VR ride that whips you around in a fixed space as the cast of the game narrates. Um, this one's interesting. A Splatoon water park. Still trying to figure out how they would do the colored goo without it being a total mess. Uh, Mario Kart branded super go-kart track complete with power-ups. Say lightning limits your opponent's speed by half. A blue shell kills the engine of the first place for 10 seconds that's i don't know how they would do that that's actually pretty simple it's just like it's random every time so you would have the computer just set up like you know each of the each of the carts is on like a fixed track Mm -hmm. uh and it goes fast and everything but it'd be more like a ride right where you are on a fixed track and certain things happen at certain times and like oh like on your screen in front of you is a shell and you could hit the button for the shell and who's ever directly in front of you or closest to you would spin out like yeah like do an actual literal spin out and then you could like race on past them and stuff like that who the insurance is for that no because it's, it's not going to be like you're actually on a go-kart you're going to be like on a ride and it's just okay. going to look like you're on a go-kart okay but you could pretty much lock that one in if they have attractions they're going to do something based on mario kart 110 percent. oh man the line to be in the winning car it's going to be super long, like waiting for the front car. No, it's going to be all random. That's the thing. Ah. So that way there is no line for the front car. Hey, now. Yep. Ideas. You could then you could even have certain cars be certain characters and then people be like, well, I want to be Shy Guy. And yep. then you wait online for Shy Guy. He's my man. Yeah, me too. I like him. Um, okay. So the Legend of Zelda is the one that they're having the hardest time with. They say a Hyrule castle to explore, a mask shop, Epona rides. Uh, escape the room type experience set in the water temple. Uh, they say they'll have to think about it, but I actually had an idea. It was pretty much the only one that I had. Um, I don't know how good it is, but here goes anyway. What if you created some kind of like labyrinthine uh, lost woods type of setup where you made like a big um, like hedge maze type yeah. of thing and there were interactive things around the corners that you would have to deal with? They could, they could do that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll store. I'll uh, I'll work on it. We're gonna have to wait a couple of years to find out. Yeah. Um, interesting though, like to to be at Disney or Universal, let's say, and there's gonna be like tons of Nintendo merch. Yeah. You know, like Mario wearing Mickey ears, and stuff like that. Well, he wouldn't be wearing Mickey ears, but something like uh, that. They are separate. Yeah, those two those two things are separate, but yeah, it'll still be weird. Would but it'll be. be cool. 
I always forget that they're separate. Yeah, because they're right next to each other. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. All I can think about when I think about Universal is Jurassic Park. That is a good ride. Yes. I can't wait to go back down there. Yeah. I have a really tragic Universal story, but we won't tell it here. All right. It's bad. We'll hold off on that. We will. I should tell you, though, that I played Splatoon. Did you? Yeah, I played the the weird demo thing that they did over the weekend. I completely forgot about it. Can you sense my jealousy? Yeah, I don't think you need to be jealous. Why not? Why? No. I don't really think you need to be. No. Don't Uh, tell me that it sucked. It's not that it sucked. It was just like, I didn't really think it was anything super great. No, Uh, no. First of all, it's on Nintendo, so I have no idea who's going to be playing this game. And it's a multiplayer game, but I I played maybe like 10 matches. Because weird, it was like, we're having a demo for an hour. And it was like 3 o'clock on Saturday, and it was just from 3 to 4. I was like, all right, so I went in there. They start you in a tutorial, uh, which has motion controls, which suck. Ugh. Ugh. But when you're done with the tutorial, you can turn the motion controls off. There's you know uh, four different guns that you could choose. Um, none of the guns were near as good <clears throat> as the roller. You actually got like a giant paint roller. Yeah, I've seen that. And I just spent most of my time running over everybody. Um <laughs> I didn't find, and you know, to be fair, I was using the gamepad. It's not the most precise thing in the world, but I found the aiming to be like at other characters to be like, hap- like I was doing it haphazardly. Like nothing was very, very tight. Uh, I felt like I was aiming right at the person, and it, the paint was landing five feet in front of them. Um, I think the idea is really cool. Like it's a beautiful looking game. It's fun to run around painting stuff, but like. I came away with it like thinking like, all right, well, I saw Splatoon and like, I don't think I need to play that again. So you have no plans to get it now? No, I don't. I, I, I don't know if I was going to get it anyway because yeah. not a lot of people play Wii U. Like none of my friends have a Wii U. Uh, there's no voice chat. They're doing That's weird. The worst. They're doing weird stuff with the maps. Like certain maps are only going to be available at certain times. So like if you like, like, hey, like, oh, it's Friday night. I'm going to play Splatoon and you sit down. You actually get your friends to like get into a room with you and stuff. And it's like. Oh, Nintendo's dictating we're only playing this map for a certain amount of time, and then they'll switch off to another map at another time. They're doing weird things with the ranking systems. Like, until a certain amount of people play that game for a certain amount of hours, not you yourself, but, like, the community playing Splatoon. Right. When they cross some magical threshold, then they will unlock ranked matches, and then you'll be able to start ranking. So it's, like, it's weird, like... You could be playing that game for a while and be like, I would really like to start doing ranked stuff, but it's like, I guess enough people haven't played Splatoon yet that they're going to open it up. Like, they're doing, Nintendo's doing Nintendo weird things that with this strange. game. That is strange. I mean, I'd have to play it again more than the than the hour I played it. I mean, like I said, I, I thought it was I thought it was fine. It just, for me, wasn't anything to write home about. Mm-hmm. Not yet, anyway. So, to be determined. Man. I was really looking forward to that too. It's I, hey, people could still get a ton of enjoyment out of it. I know Bobby played it. Bobby liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that it, like, for him, shooting people was like not even the, remotely the objective. And he's probably right. Is like just painting is the objective. Yeah. But after a certain amount of time, like for me, like that got a little bit stale. But we'll, we'll like it was a demo. I have to see how it runs in, in real conditions. See, now this is for me. Like this was like a day one purchase, but now it's maybe a wait and see. I would wait and see for like a day just to see what people like see what people say about it. Like it's a mystery of why they're doing certain things. So I don't even know why. I just know that they're doing these things. I'd, right. I'd like to know why. Like what's their reasoning behind it? Well, I guess. Well, we don't have long to uh, no, find it's, out. It's like coming out in like two weeks, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got two two major releases at the end of this month. Um, a Witcher next week, and then Splatoon. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Like as far as like actual go to the video, uh, go to the video game store and buy stuff. Next month is Batman. Yes, and ESO. Elder Scrolls Online. Oh God. Oh man, bye, Jackie. Jackie's already gone. <laughs> Between that and The Witcher, she's gone. Oh man, till the end of the year. Yep, probably. <laughs> <laughs> every category the witcher <laughs> yeah or rayman or rayman yeah the rayman award uh well you brought up bloodstained before yes and uh i think on top of bloodstains we should also talk about ukulele sure i i, ve- I know very little about ukulele and i have a confession to make i have never played banjo kazooie me either and i have never played any of the conquer games me either so there you there go. go there you go podcast Send so, your send your yelling I mean, I think tweets. I've, I've watched people play uh, banjo and kazooie, but like never really had like a big interest in it. When I worked at Funko Land, and we still like allowed people to come in and try games before they bought them, I would have to constantly get that game and pop it in for people. And I I I played like a level of it. Like all I can remember is floating with the bird on top of my head and like pecking at things. That's all, and the bear. Like I, that's I, all I remember. The the two thing. Of- Two things about these games. Bloodstained is, um, who is it, Igarashi? Yeah, Iga. Yep. Uh, you know, he's like, hey, I'm going to do a Castlevania type thing because mm-hmm. Konami is on fire and they're not going to do it. And it made, <coughs> excuse me, it made a boatload of money, right? Bloodstained? Yeah. Uh, currently, this started yesterday morning. Uh, so in just two days, it has made 1.8 million. Their goal was 500,000. 1.8 million. They've had to uh, add like I think four or five new stretch goals for this thing. So yeah, I was blown away by that. And then I looked at what ukulele did, and I'm gonna look up in a second what it's at right now. Ukulele. But it's the fastest game ever to break a million. They did it in six hours. It's like it, I think it's a, 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 a either four. Yeah, I know. Or... I know it, it's in the multiples. Uh, but I was like, you know, I'm sitting there yesterday and I'm having a conversation with the guys I work with, Eric and Bob, and uh, I'm like, oh my god, like this game's made. It's made the five hundred thousand in like an hour, and they were all like it wasn't that quick, but it was really quick. It's like a couple of hours it made the five hundred, and then today it was at like one point seven this morning when I checked. But then I looked at ukulele and it was like, oh wow, this broke a million in six hours. It's actually uh, it's got it's got a longer time span too. It's got thirty three days to go. Uh, it's at two point four million. Yeah. So and they only wanted uh, two hundred and seventy thousand. Now, the difference between these two games uh, is that uh, Bloodstained is, like, the money that they're getting, actually, it's not going towards the game so much. Like, they have private funding for the game. Mm -hmm. But for those investors to have funded the game, they needed to be able to show, like, hey, people want this. Yeah. And that's why they put it on on Kickstarter. Like, they're going to take that money and put it towards the game. But that game is going to cost a couple of million dollars to make. Oh, sure. And they just had needed to show like, hey, people want to play this. Here's here's pretty much the starting investment. And that's at like, you know, like 1.7, 1.8 million now. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty interesting. Like, we're seeing a lot of this on Kickstarter now. I think, I mean, as far as, first of all, I am, I, it's, it's not coming out till March of 2017. Yeah, and I think Ukulele is somewhere in that range as yeah. well it's going to be a while it's going to be one of those things where you donate to it and then you forget about it and then all of a sudden there'll be news and you'll be like, oh right i threw down on that um i have not done this yet i wanted to do it right away 
but uh, they have a tendency where when these things really do well to kind of go back and change the parameters of some of the uh, backing packages. And I'm kind of waiting to see if they're going to move anything around and they might add stuff to like, I don't need the super, like there's, there's a, there's a stretch goal or there's a, there's a package that like Igarashi will forge a ring for you himself. Okay. Well, that's crazy, but that's probably like $5,000 or something. There's another one. uh, That's actually 7,500. There is another one where you can, you'll, you'll be flown to Japan and you'll hang out with him for the weekend and you'll dine at a horror themed restaurant. How much is that? Like 10 grand? Oh, it's something, it's something really gross. Um, I mean, Hey, you know what? If you've got that kind of disposable income and it's your, your dream to, to chill, it's called the Ega Venture. Oh God. Ega Venture. Somebody actually one backer. Somebody did it. It's 10 grand. Jesus. Join Ega on an adventure in Japan. Meet with Ega for dinner at a horror themed restaurant and play games with him on a live stream and his, you know, his, uh, translator as well. He'll be there too. Wow. I don't get that, but whatever. People got money. Do what they want with it. Hey, man. And you also get a bloodstained um, stained glass window that's uh, that they'll craft for you. You get the silver ring forged by Iga himself. And ancestral bloodline in-game portrait. Uh, you get to uh, design one of the enemy types. You get to design one of the weapons. You get to... They'll take your pet and they'll design an enemy after your pet and put your pet in the game. Um, oh God. the artists of the game will draw a rendering of you and frame it for you to keep up in your home. Uh, there's all kinds of, all kinds of crazy things with this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am above and beyond like where I was like trepidatious with the toe jam and Earl thing when that was announced, Yeah, this immediately, like my hair stood on end and I'm just I'm just waiting for the right time to throw in on this and get my copy. I really I want to get the sixty dollar uh, physical copy with the the exclusive slipcase. You also get a um, exclusive boss that you can fight, and that boss will actually drop a sword whip that you can get, and that's the only way that you can get it is if oh, you get the sixty dollar version. Uh, regular digital game is twenty eight bucks. So, and for anybody that doesn't know, we've been talking about it for a few minutes. Um, Koji Igarashi is like the godfather of Castlevania, um, Symphony of the Night. This is like a Symphony of the Night successor. It has nothing to do with Dracula. Has nothing to do with Castlevania. It's its own thing. He's it's a new era in games of him making stuff, and it's him and like a bunch of the other team members from the previous uh 2D side-scrolling adventure uh Castlevania games, which I've been wanting more of for however long that they've been gone. Like, I will, you keep putting those games out, I will keep playing them. Uh, I'm going to jump in here. I mean, we're yeah. talking about the Kickstarter stuff, and we actually had a good question about it uh, from Dominique McGill, who's at Graffiti Bandit 1, and uh, says, with games like Ukulele and the new Mega Man spiritual successor, which is Mighty Number no. 9, what would you like to see come back from the dead? And so, I mean... You Bad know, dudes. <laughs> You know the we, there hasn't been a Mega Man game, so we got Mighty Number no. Nine coming in in the fall, and we've got the Ukulele, which is like a banjo successor. We have you know mm. Bloodstained, which is like a Castlevania thing. So it's like, what would you like to see come back? I really, I mean, it, it came from Capcom, so I don't know how likely it is. I would really, really love a new Beautiful Joe. Have you ever played Beautiful Joe? No, but I mean, 
I know what it is. Uh, yeah, but you never played it. I never played. I've seen it played. I've seen. I, I've seen it. Oh, I've so, never played it though. So it's so good. It's so so good. Yeah, I know you like that game. We've talked about it a bunch. I do. You should play it. I well, if they ever remaster it, I have it. I have both of them. I don't have anything to play it on. You don't have a GameCube? No, I got two. Okay, well, I'm not even gonna ask why. <laughs> um, I bench press them. For me, what do I want to see come back? Well, my answer is always Twisted Metal. Uh, but I'm trying to think of something else. Yeah, I heard you talking about that on the podcast God, last week. Smells so good. Um, something to bring back. You know, the first thing I thought of was like a side-scrolling brawler, like a good one, like Golden Axe, like a Golden Axe type game. Like a Streets of Rage. Yeah, one of those. But I mean, like the ones that have come out lately haven't been great. I mean, the best version of that has been Castle Crashers. Yeah. Um, I want that on the Vita. Eh, that's never coming to the Vita. It would have already come by now. Oh, isn't it a Microsoft game? Or it's like no, a... it's on PlayStation. Like, oh, okay. um, but the Behemoth works. Behemoth works with Microsoft like hand in hand. You ever play Alien Hominid? Yes, that was a hard ass game. I was just gonna say that game is so hard. That game is very hard. Uh, Castle Crashers eventually made its way over to PlayStation, and I think Alien Hominid as well. Maybe not, but um, oh, what was the last game that they did? The cat game. I don't know Pick, why. Picks uh, the cat. No, it's gonna bother me that. I, I, I can't think of what the stupid name is. And their their new game, Game 4, is going to come out on Xbox. They don't have a relationship, really, with PlayStation. I was so shocked that Castle Crashers came over. How about Elevator Action? What? Elevator yeah. Action? You ever play Elevator Action? No. Oh, you can man. tell from my response. Uh, elevator Action would be cool. Uh, bringing back Wrecking Crew would be fun. Yeah. All right. That um, makes more sense. <laughs> thank you. Well, at least I recognize that one. Okay. I never played Elevator Action. Elevator Action was cool. It was. Uh, it's very much what it sounds like. You are like a spy dude, hitman guy, and you're just going from building to building, going up and down in the elevator. I would just thought it was about getting action on an elevator. I was like, this seems inappropriate. No, no. You go through each floor, and as you're traveling down the floors of the elevator, um, it stops at each floor, and different enemies come out of different colored doors. The mechanics were very simple back then. Okay. I'm sure if you made it a little bit more exploratory and you revamped it, that it could be pretty cool. All right. I'd like to see more of um like stuff like Towerfall. Like we got there's by the way there's new uh there's new DLC for, yeah. for Towerfall. Um I believe it's out. It's out today uh yesterday. Yeah, I got to get or that. Or Tuesday whenever Tuesday is when you listen to this. I played that too when I was in Canada for a little while and Towerfall is awesome. Oh, it's so good. Um but yeah, I I would like to see something like like Ice Climbers or something like that. Some kind of platform um, like Woe Dave that I talked about a little while ago with yeah. that type of platforming and jumping from one to the other and just crazy action, bringing in uh, multiplayer and stuff like that and just creating chaos on the screen, I think would be fun. I can't think of anything else. I like, I'm like, I'm like dying to come back. It's a tough moment. on the spot. Well, like, you know, I, I originally it might go to other than Twisted Metal would be Toe Jam and Earl, but like the Kickstarter for that did a barely funded. Yeah. So it's not coming to, like, as of right now, as as far as I know, it's not coming to consoles. It's just going to be on PC, which is weird. I wonder what went wrong with that. I don't know. I, I Some people, I think, were turned off by the, I guess, the... The footage? The footage. And he even made, like, I, he updated it and was like, this is just test footage. Like, it, this is not actually what it's going to look like. It's, you know... I feel like that wasn't ready to be shown i feel like they should have had a little bit more before they came out of the gate uh, with but that who knows that could have definitely helped or maybe people just don't like toe jam and earl 
which is like, what, what is wrong with you people? I don't think that's true. Toe Jam and Earl are legendary. They are. Yeah, for sure. Do, 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 do. Sorry. Um, it is scary how you can go on the spot with that. Oh, dude, I, that music plays in my head 24-7. Well, now it's in my head, so thanks. Groovy. All right. <laughs> German. Uh, what else did we got here? Good stuff on the list. Do, 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 do. Assassin's Creed. That's right. Yeah, we were gonna. Well, we'll save the majority for that for next week. Um, taking place set in Victoria, Victorian London, and it, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Syndicate looks to have quite the bit of fisticuffs. Yes, in it, which I thought was kind of cool. That's why I'm thinking it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and they remo- they revamped the combat system in the game. Yes, um, which we actually had a question about. We'll get to in a bit. Uh, and male and female protagonists. Yes, although they didn't actually say that. They didn't. They didn't. But Kotaku leaked the article, um, or they they had a leak on it that it's going to have uh, playable male and female protagonists. Uh, didn't surprise me. I, I mean, it surprised me they didn't like kind of throw that out there since they took so much flack for it last year. But now I'm thinking about it, it's like they saved that for the big stage at E3 that they'll probably be like, oh look, by the way, we're playing. I think the girl's name is Evie. Uh, the main character is Jacob. And I have no clue. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's it. I watched a really good. Uh, I mean, the trailer that I saw for it, I saw there were two different trailers going around. Oh, I see. Like I watched the live stream because I was just bored and had nothing else to do at work. Okay, so I, I had that on. Like I saw one. I saw one. The official, the quote unquote official trailer that it was like a lot of um, almost like motion comic stuff. Yes. Okay. So they showed that during the official reveal, and then they showed like I'll say like a five to ten minute gameplay uh, demo of it. Mm-hmm. Looks a little bit rough still, but it makes sense. We're still quite a ways away. Grappling it's, hooks. Grappling hooks, which change a lot about the game. Uh, it's like, all of a sudden you got Batman in this game now. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they're moving that way. Uh, the combat looked much different to me. Yeah, It didn't look like the Arkham Asylum combat, uh, but it definitely looked like it was... It was amped up a bit. Looked like daredevil combat. Yeah, like lots of close quarter punching, mm-hmm. and that's Grappling. where the brass, uh, the brass knuckles come into play. But like, I never was really thrilled with Assassin's Creed combat. Like, I, that's my been my problem with the series is that it always felt very stiff. Yeah, and like I lots of telegraphing. Yes, and that always annoyed me. Uh, but you know, I would thought uh, I thought the original reveal of Unity looked interesting, and thought like, oh, maybe I'll play that, and then just never never did. Um, but this one, this one looks interesting to me, and uh, I have to give them credit on on their live stream. They went right after the fact that everyone didn't like Unity. Cool. And uh, they owned up to that up front. Uh, this game's been in development for three years. I think it's um, the Quebec Studio that's doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, right now, it's got my attention. So we'll see what happens after I get a better look at it. E three, Quebec. I get friggin' I get so much crap when I go over to Canada with my pronunciation of Canadian provinces and stuff. Well, just keep put, saying A in their face. Oh, I do. And but uh, then they tell me to forget about it. Oh, God. Forget about it, eh? <laughs> oh, I never get a moment's peace out there. They love me. I love them. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to play it. I wouldn't, well, yeah, excited might be a little bit of a, a little bit too soon. Intrigued? I'm intrigued. Yes, thank you. I'm very intrigued. I liked what I saw. Like I said, I saw the, the mo- like the motion comic trailer didn't do much for me, but no. then I saw on Giant Bomb they had a different trailer that uh, 
showed a lot more uh, gameplay, and and like that's when I got to see the guys um, jumping around and stuff. I'm sorry, I'm uh, guys. I'm I'm reading something as I'm talking to you. Um, I'm very curious to see what Jackie says. I feel like we hear about a new Assassin's Creed game like every couple weeks. They're annualized. There's going to be one every year. I feel like they're like two times a year. No. At this point. Well, the the reason there was two games last year was because there was a PS3 version. Right. Um, a different game. We got Rogue and Unity last year. I've never even heard anything about Rogue. Rogue was actually good. Like that's what I had heard about it. Like out of the two games, Rogue was the good one. Well, I mean, the last game, the last one that I played was Black Flag, and I crushed that game. I know you didn't care for it. I, I know. loved it. Um, I would, I would go if there was enough there to entice me. I would, I would consider going back. And that comes out October twenty third. Yeah, my favorite part about the whole thing was uh. He has on a top hat, and then when he's assassin, he takes off the top hat, puts on a hood. Yeah, and then when that. he's not assassin, he puts the top hat back on. So it has top hat, so I'm interested. He's a, he's a gentleman. Yeah, he's and a, a scholar. Gentleman assassin. <laughs> uh, speaking of combat, we had a good question from Chuck is Infamous. Yeah, let's do a question or two, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, what game had your favorite combat system? Easy. Go ahead. Dead or Alive 4. Oh, Dead or Alive. Yes. Chuck's not going to like my answer because he's not a big fan of the Arkham games. Uh, but uh, the Arkham Asylum combat, I think, is really good. I think it actually had its best impl- implementation in, uh, oh, goodness, Shadow of Mordor. Like, yes. I felt Shadow of Mordor was really good. Yes. I I enjoy I enjoy that combat. Like When I found out that Shadow of Mordor had that kind of combat in it, it made me more excited to play the game. Um that style of gameplay seems to be leaking out to a lot of titles, though. That eventually, I think it's gonna it's gonna wear a little bit. It's not gonna wear. You because, don't think so? No. I, the reason I don't think so is because it's it's good. Like other games are taking it because it's good, and we've talked about this before. It's really crisp. Until somebody comes up with something better, mm. this is the way that these type of like these the games new standard are go. I think it's gonna be the new standard because. Like, I don't like Assassin's Creed combat. I don't like that slow thing, that slow plotting movement where it's like you're telegraphing everything a second before you do it. and then Everybody uh, waits for you to, yeah, to like, be done with what you're doing. Yeah, like, and hey, and if, if this new Assassin's Creed, like, and they're, they're doing what they're saying, that they're revamping the combat system and it's different, if, hey, if it's good, it's going to be good and I'll like it. Uh, but, like, for me, the gold standard is still that, that Rocksteady combat that everyone mm-hmm. else is stealing and... uh a close second for me, I think, would be like the God of War series. Like I always like the combat in those games. God of War is cool. Yeah, lots of chaining together of uh, combos and stuff like that. But I mean, as far as like satisfying, even even with the quick time events uh, that you run into with that, or like severing something's head or whatever, and then using like like severing the the Gorgon head and using it to stone other enemies and then break them apart. Yeah, so good. God of War had cool stuff like that. I'd love to hear another one of those come out. I think it's. I think it's. There's been enough time. They're working on one. Are they? Yeah, it's going to take a while though. We'll probably see some sort of small teaser for it this year. We talked about that, didn't we? Where we were saying how it would be nice if it wasn't Kratos. Yeah, we talked about that before. But okay. I think it's going to be. I don't think they're going to leave. I don't him see in, how. In yeah, dust. I don't see how they. It They'll probably be. if they do anything. If they do anything. I would say that uh, they they do a God of War with Kratos in it, where he hands the mantle off to somebody else, or mm-hmm. somebody takes it from him. Right. That would be kind of interesting. Right. Uh, I mean, going off of that, uh, Bad Niguro wants our E3 predictions, but we're going to actually save that for a later show with everybody here because we need to think about it. Yeah. I got a question for you. Please. Uh, are you going to Special Edition Comic-Con? I am not. 
You're not. Nah. Why not? I don't know. When is it? <laughs> it's uh, June 6th and 7th. Yeah, I'm going to have a new baby here. That's right. So I'm going to be in the house for a while. That's why I didn't go. Okay. And plus, like, if I was going to go, like, I saved my money for Comic-Con, so. Right. And the tickets were a disaster for that today. Oh, don't, yeah, don't even. I, you know, it's, it's, I, I feel kind of, I feel awful because, like, I've never had to contend with any of that stuff as far as, like, trying to get Comic-Con tickets because I've always, I always go as press. But I, I see friends of mine, my friend Lauren came over today trying for two and a half hours to get tickets and it just didn't happen for her. And I mean, she was in line, we were there, we had two different devices going and like, we didn't get anything. Yeah. It was, today was rough. Yeah. Um, you know, thankfully for me, like I get to go through the website again this year, but it just sucks because in years past it was difficult, but it wasn't this difficult. Like they've right. got to figure something out. And there's like actually like a big movement going PAX prime tickets went on sale randomly last week yeah, I and <clears throat> I was standing there and I got, I we got like 44 seconds uh, went by before I saw the tweet and I got in a queue and like Eric and I were discussing going, but with a new baby this year, we're going to instead go to PSX. But when I, I got to the checkout page where I could have bought four individual tickets and it probably would have cost me like an extra $80 for not grabbing the four day pass, but they were already sold out. And that was 44 seconds after they went on sale. And like, if you look immediately and I mean, they do that. They just throw them up on sale without warning to like not give a heads up to scalpers. But I know friends like Andy and Nick were trying to get tickets today and they couldn't get them and they looked on eBay or, or StubHub and they're like, oh yeah, 1300 uh, bucks. Yeah. Like an insane, like three to 400% markups. And it's just like, yep. the, the people are trying to find a way to combat ticket scalpers. Like, uh, Louis CK is like only selling tickets through his website. Like yeah. that's it. Yeah. And, uh, like that's a way that they're trying to do it. So people are coming to like the guys who organize these things and are like, you got to come up with a better system than either just throwing them up without warning or these insane queue lines. Like there has to be a better way. Well, there was, um, I mean, they were, I think, uh, SDCC was doing something where they were releasing the tickets a little at a time. Yeah. And there was, I think there's for that, there's lotteries and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I don't. Yeah, they like they opened the floodgates today, and they they even lumped in the VIP people. Yeah, it was crashing all over, and they've released them before in stages, which I think is the right way to do it. This year, you're right. Last year it was stages because I ended up buying tickets last year anyway for family yeah. members and stuff. And last year it was a nice surprise that if you went to New York City Special Edition, that you were able to then get tickets there, and they didn't they didn't advertise that. Now that everybody knows. People, that's the first thing people are going to go and do. Yeah, they're going to open up the the little uh, the little doors or whatever, and people are just going to run to the back of the line for like three to four hours and like miss everything else just to try and get to the bigger show. Ugh. It's it's a shame. It really is. I wish I wish that there was some kind of easy solution because I hate see I hate seeing friends get shut out of something that they love. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's heartbreaking to an extent. So on that happy note. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Let's do some house cleaning, and then we will wrap this sucker up. Uh, we, of course, are Talking Games. If you want to reach us on Twitter, we are at Talking underscore Games. If you want to go to the Facebook that's barely ever touched, you can go to Facebook.com slash Talking Comics PC. Uh, and if you want to email us long form, it's Talking Games PC at gmail.com. You can find this podcast and many other fine podcasts and uh, shows on TalkingComicBooks.com. If you want to tweet at us at TalkingComics, it's at TalkingComics on Twitter. 
We also have The Misfits with Mara Wood, Melissa Megan, and Stephanie Cook. They are at the underscore Misfits. We have Talking Valiant with Adam Shaw. They are at Talking underscore Valiant. Movies Talking or the Talking Movies podcast with Brian Verderosa and his other friend that I can never remember his name and I probably should because I should be more professional. Uh, and we, of course, we have Backup Stories, which is at Backup Stories on Twitter yes. with Justin Townsend and Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Uh, you guys have been killing it with that show. Thank you. Like, I haven't really told you since the first one, but I've, I've watched every one but one of them only because I hadn't read like anything that week. And I know yeah. you guys do spoilers, but you helped me to understand Secret Wars number one far better than I had been able to comprehend it in my first read. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, if you guys uh, love the antics of Rob and uh, Justin on the show, even if you're not into comics... You should check it out because it's really entertaining and it's funny. And to, you get to see Rob's smiling face. Yeah, to watch Rob try to keep his shit together the whole time is is worth the uh, price of admission, which is free. 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 So uh, if you want to get in touch with us, I am on Twitter at dead underscore anchorus. Justin. I am at Jorok, J-O-R-O-A-K. What's Jackie's? At Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. And Rob at Dusk 1020. All right, you guys, uh, that's going to do it for this week's Talking Games podcast. Hopefully next week we'll get everybody back and the four horsemen of the gaming apocalypse will ride again. (laughs) 